Hey, everybody. We are so excited to have you back for another episode of The Kogan Counselor. And it's really a, a part two. Monday, we talked to you about, you know, looking at college, time, the timeline in high school when you got to start thinking about college and career, or even careers a little bit, and how it is that you go about that process. Today, we're going to really take a specialized look at what you need to do to narrow down your list and pick the right school for you if you're planning on college. So we're excited to have back two student guests, Jesse Brown, Kogan Senior, going Hello. to UVA in the fall. Sydney Thaxton, Kogan Junior, who is undecided on college, but she's really looking. She's doing some <laughs> great work on that part. Dr. Leah Bird, our hey. college and career counselor. And we have a special guest, a good friend of mine from West Virginia University. She's a recruiting specialist with the Reed College of Media there and does a whole bunch of neat work with uh, actually also replay uh, the video board for big football games, even work some with ESPN. Whitney Hi, Goblin. thanks for having to me. Have you on. So I want to really get at this issue of what, what it is that helps students decide for college but i want to start with jesse you're a senior you're in this moment right now where, where you've made this choice what was crucial for you in deciding and i know you were a big uva person sort of for a while yeah. but what what, what so went into I that think decision what is kind of the biggest thing in my mind is to really be honest about what kind of location you want to be in because you know, that's if you want to stay in state or out of state, like that's the big like deciding factor. I feel like that will you'll either have like a narrow pool or a wide pool being nationwide. So for me, I had to be honest with myself that I didn't want to leave my state. <laughs> I didn't want to leave Virginia. I would rather be a little bit closer to home. And so that, you know, obviously narrowed down my decision by a lot. And I think if you are honest with yourself and you know that you would rather be farther away, that also would narrow down your decision. And also even further from that, I think your type of, your type of environment in a way, because I know that I don't like big cities. Like I can, I can be in one for a little bit, but after a while, I, something about it, I feel stressed too many people so that narrowed down like I didn't want to be in a big city type of place so I think those factors will help you see I want the school I want a school with you know my major obviously and other things but I want it really narrowed down in this type of place I think that will really help people narrow like get their list down really small Hmm. You now, Whitney, I know you travel around the the, the entire Northeast, basically, um, but you, you have a lot of these conversations with students. And Dr. Bird, I mean, you've had a lot of these conversations with students over your career as well. Uh, for both of you, I'm wondering, what, what are some of the key factors that you've heard? I know some of what Jesse heard, it sounds, I've heard even those things in my own career frequently. Uh, what are some of the big things that 
you hear or think are important? And Sydney, I want to hear too some things that are important to you at some point. <laughs> Just uh, yeah. We'll so I think that Jesse brings up a good point. I think um, fit is probably the most important thing that we encourage students to think about, or that I encourage students to think about, because you have to be comfortable not only in the environment of a city or a smaller town. But also the atmosphere and the pulse of the university or the college that you're choosing to attend. And so the atmosphere is very different. Um, So visiting is really important. So um, I would encourage anybody thinking about multiple colleges to try to visit those schools if you can um, so that you can get a better feel for not only the city, but also the atmosphere while students are on campus. Um, Visiting in the summer is going to look a little different because it's not going to quite have that atmosphere. Um, The other thing that I really encourage students to focus on are opportunities at the college in their majors. So you want to go and you want to get a good education at your university or college, but you also want to make sure that there are options for students to get involved um, with their major. So maybe that's for me, you know, I work a lot with media students. So a university that has a campus newspaper, campus radio station. So experiences that you can have on campus while you're also studying um, to help propel your career, or even if it's just something you're interested in, Um, you know, being part of the, the dance team or the figure skating club or whatever it is, um, being able to have a way to get connected and find opportunities. And then probably the the last thing that I see and that I also really encourage students to think about is the financial piece of it. Um, college can be expensive. And so thinking through what universities um, are offering you in terms of scholarship and financial aid, um, and then also kind of thinking through what that looks like for you from a full standpoint, not necessarily just tuition, but also room and board and things like that, that would factor into that. I, I, I almost have nothing else to add. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I know, right? I'll sit in there in my zone like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tag on and say one additional it. thing because I'll, I agree totally with everything. But the one thing that Jesse said that just struck me, which I think is really helpful for students to hear, is she, when she said you have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mm-hmm. think that sometimes students don't make a good decision on their college because they're not being honest. They're not really seeking what's best for them. And and I mean that in a sweet way, you know, because kids are, you know, you're trying to do the best you can. But sometimes mm-hmm. I will hear students <laughs> say, I have to go out of state and they'll come up with reasons that are not realistic or are not meaningful. Um, but mm-hmm. they're, but they're, if they're being honest with themselves, they might be saying, I want something different. I want to change, or they might come up with certain majors that don't even, they don't even understand what they really are, but they're not necessarily having that real conversation with themselves on why are they choosing that major? So not that they couldn't go out of state, not that they couldn't do that major, but I think sometimes the students that I see go somewhere and come back or change majors or change schools are the ones that didn't have that honest conversation up front mm-hmm. on what their needs really were. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. So like in this so, whole, in the, yeah, I'm sorry. In this whole thing, ahead. I feel like there's some, like there's not going to be a perfect school for everyone. And for me, before I came up with my list, like, I was like, oh, well, you know, no school has everything I want. And so there's going to be some things I have to give. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. you may like the campus, but you may not like 
I don't know, the dorms or something like that. And I know so many people who didn't go to certain colleges who offer great opportunities because of the dorms. And I'm like, there's just <laughs> some things that I have to give, you know, for you yeah, to sure. go to college. So I think that's something for everyone to consider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you have to know yourself. I mean, I lived in a dorm without air conditioning for two of my years of college, <laughs> and I love that school tremendously uh but for some folks maybe that's not for you and that's okay i i love what you mentioned there sydney about the perfect school and that Mm -hmm. not sort of being a thing but i feel like that's something that a lot of people search for i don't know if anybody wants to speak to that idea of the myth of the perfect Mm -hmm. school or maybe i mean because i think everywhere has yeah so i think that oh sorry someone is about to hop in Okay, I'll just go. But um, so I think that there's kind of this idea that you'll get, you'll like, you'll know when you go, like when you get there, you'll all of a sudden like feel like this feeling wash over you that you just know exactly. And like unicorns will be flying everywhere. And you're like, this is my school. Oh my God, I know it. it's like young yeah, romance, the sparks fly moment. Yeah, but like never exactly doesn't happen. So, I mean, I think that what that feeling is, is really getting there and like asking yourself if you could see yourself there at all. Like, could you see yourself walking around these, these sidewalks for the next four years? I think that's more of a realistic way to look at it more than like, the X factor that's unattainable um, because no place is just going to have everything you want, like Cindy said. So I think like, I think when you get there, that thing that they're talking about, I think that's more what it is. Could you, could you just imagine yourself there? Mm. So more like you're Mm -hmm. saying using Mm -hmm. your, your brain instead of your heart and when you're making your decision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One area, Whitney, that you touched on earlier, and I know we've had this discussion when it comes to college, there, there's a lot of times there's students who I, I don't think consider that financial piece. And that's a really hard mm-hmm. conversation to have. You know, tell me a little bit about just I, I want to dive into that piece of the consideration. Yeah, so I'm not a financial aid expert by any means, but I've been doing this for about six years now. and I think that the financial piece is something that people think about, but they don't think about. So they, in the back of their mind, know that that's going to be an important factor, um, but they don't always know what that is up front. And I think there, there are ways to kind of avoid having to have that moment later where you're like, oh, no, I'm not sure if I can afford my dream school that I have chosen or whatever it might be or the college that I think I can see myself at. And so a lot of major um, universities and colleges have on their websites like net price calculators and things like that. So that's always a good place to start um, by calculating, you know, your numbers in there and seeing what it might cost for you. And then also thinking through um, GPA and test scores. And, you know, we'll, we'll see um, what that looks like moving forward. But a lot of kids, I think, in high school don't necessarily think about how important GPAs and test scores are going to be um, in the light of a 
you know, merit-based scholarship. Um, and I know where we're at, we give a lot of merit-based scholarships. And so having students think about that earlier um, than just senior year so that they can have a good solid foundation, especially with GPA, um, is going to be really helpful. And so scholarships and grants can really help take a lot of money um, off of your final bill. And so not only scholarships through the university, but also thinking about scholarships from um, the local level. I think that's something that I see a lot of students tend to overlook is what scholarships are available, not only from high school, but also in the community. A lot of community members and organizations give scholarships that students tend to overlook um, or not apply for. And so the sooner I think you can start looking at that financial piece of it, um, the easier it is gonna be to make a decision and see if it's sustainable over four years. That's the other thing you want to look at with scholarships is, is this a four-year scholarship from the institution or is it just for my freshman year? And if it's only for my freshman year, how am I going to be able to sustain that cost over four years or five years, however long it's going to take me to graduate? And so I think just being aware of it earlier um, helps make that decision a little easier. I completely yeah. agree because um, same. I was kind of, I've just, what you touched on about the GPA, mm -hmm. I've seen so many people, um, how do I explain it? You know, we don't really think about our grades until after the fact, mm -hmm. rather than during the process of like, okay, I got to get my GPA up. We don't think, we just like, okay, I have a 4.0, whatever, you know, or I have a 3.7, whatever. Um, and I think I really agree that we should be looking at it early on and kind of having a goal that we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really good. Hit home. Hit home. <laughs> I like that. So, so we've got you know these two experts here, uh, Jesse, Sydney. Questions that you you have, or what what is it that you'd still like to know, Sydney? I know you're going through the process, and Jesse, you've been there. What would you maybe have liked to have known as you were you know moving through this? I. What would be helpful? Uh, okay. Go ahead. Jesse. All right. Um, I think one thing I would say, if I could go back, I would say to pace myself because I did my senior year, I did a lot like the first month of school. Like Dr. Brady, you know, I was in your office like every day, yes. so hard trying to get it done. <laughs> and then I was burnt out after that. And I didn't want to do anything else. Mm. And I was kind of over it. So I kind of left the scholarship application process to the side a little bit. So now I'm having to play catch up with that. So I would say, you know, for advice to be working that in through your college application process, applying for scholarships while you're doing it, and to just like make it a an easier process for, for you. Right, because yeah, I know it seems busy, but if you leave that piece out, yeah. it, it can limit your search in the end. Um, I would say for me, and um, Mr. Harvey, you can speak on this, how I was in your office, especially during the end of the school year, in my <laughs> early senior right, writing, right. it is a real thing. I would say, like, just kind of trying to figure out how to stay motivated throughout the mm -hmm. school year 
And because halfway through school year, I was like, I don't want to do any more work. I'm not. And I was okay with the C. That's never happened before. Mm. And so I was freaking out in my mind. So I think kind of just paving a way for students to mentally stay engaged in school and stay motivated, you know? Because it's really mm. easy to get senioritis. Right. I'll let others speak to this in a second. I, when I was a senior, I, I I got a little bit of that as an athlete, not not as much mm. as a student, but the the athlete side of me when I when I was in limbo and I didn't know where I was going to go, it really kind of, I, I don't know how I should say, I, it was hard to stay motivated, you know, because I realized I'm at the end of this one journey, you know, it, with my high school, that's changing. And I can't say I'm going to be at UVA or I'm going to be at West Virginia University or West Virginia Wesleyan or yeah. California or wherever. So I think if you are a that being able to say, but I'm going to be somewhere and I'm still building towards this goal. Yeah. I, I would make it really concrete and say, this is my goal. And how is what I'm doing right now going mm-hmm. to play into that? Because it, as a senior, you're so close to that ultimate goal that people have been pushing your whole life. I'm going to graduate, you know, you got to walk across that stage. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. But that's not the end. And you have to finish these key steps to get to that point, to get to beyond that point, to get to be a doctor, a lawyer, a mailman, whatever you want to be. I would, I would also say that, you know, senioritis is a real thing. Um, I definitely struggled with that, but, um, one of the things that I try to do, I also do a lot of outreach with our college of media. And a lot of what I try to do is connect high school students, um, both juniors and seniors with current students that I have for mentorship or even for grads in the industry. Um, as well as I utilize my graduates in certain markets um, certain areas, other states, um, to have shadowing opportunities for students. So not to add more to your plate, but if you are having some sort of senioritis, you know, reach out to your college of your choice or, um, a few of them and the department specifically for whatever kind of major or track you're thinking of, and just see if they have any opportunities like that open for you. I think that can really help push some motivation. Um, and also things like, I know we do like engineering camps and summer media camps for high school students here at WVU. And I've seen that work wonders in students who are kind of just burnt out, kind of reignite their passion for that um, and kind of help push them through. Plus it gets you experience ahead of time and also gives you a little bit of a leg up, especially if you're connecting with current students and, and people in the industry. Even if you end up changing your major later, at least you already have connections and know people on a campus. And for our students here, you know, we have 30,000 undergraduate students at WVU. So if students can connect with people here on campus before they get here, it helps make it um, seem smaller and like you already have kind of a a community before you get here. So um, I would definitely check with wherever you're thinking about going and see if those opportunities exist um, or if somebody is willing to make those connections for you. And also to like touch back on the subject with like student athletes who are like, you know, going through the recruiting process and kind of don't really, you know, have an exact idea of where they're going to go. Like, do you guys have any other, like, different advice for them? 
For me, how, and, and Whitney, I think, can speak to this real well, just from one standpoint. She actually was a, a twirler in college, and so uh, took a lot more <laughs> athleticism than I ever had. But, um, but I think, again, it goes back to, like I said in our previous episode, you really have to look for the idea mm. of a campus fit. You really want to look, you know, beyond, you want to look for a mm-hmm. program fit too. And, and like I said, that's not a coach. Mm-hmm. That's a culture, you know. So, so what is the school providing around athletics? If you're really invested in athletics, does the school mm-hmm. seem to care about mm-hmm. its athletic programs, you know, or is that support kind of tenuous, you know, could it change? And, and then I, I think, you know, you want to, you want to, no, I would say this, if you're an aspiring student athlete for college, you need to ask yourself this question and it's a hard one. And then lots of people think it's cool to play sports in college. It is, but do yeah. I want to commit as much time as it's going to take? Cause it's going to consume your yeah. life in a way that high school yeah. sports probably did not. Uh, even if you worked hard, I mean, I was a hardworking high school athlete. College was probably sports was seventy mm-hmm. percent of my time. Class was the other twenty nine, and mm-hmm. maybe one percent social. Yeah, um, your mm-hmm. teammates are going to be your friends. So find a team where you've got people around you. You see the culture there makes me feel like I'm going to make friends on this squad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really have mm-hmm. folks that I relate to. Um, yeah, I would I would echo that. For me, it was 100% fit, um, not only university fit, but culture fit. Um, and it is it is a lot harder um, in college than than high school. And I found that out really quickly. <laughs> um, you get really good at time management. Um, but but it is a grind and it's it's a, it can be exhausting. And there are moments where you, you know, question, like, was this the right choice? Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's always worth it. And I found that it was always worth it. And my team really did become as cheesy as this sounds like a group of sisters to me. I mean, now we're doing weddings together. Yeah and vacations together and um all you you want that fit that's the fit you want and it might take you a few you know visits to find that and that's okay um visit where they're where they're having you visit visit where you want to visit and just really step back and try to take in the culture and the feel and the vibes that you're getting um because that's that's what helped me make my choice um that's how I knew that I wanted to end up at West Virginia because everyone was so friendly and the vibe and the culture you know it the program was very supported at the time. Um, it still is. And I just knew that I wanted that kind of support. Um, my program was also smaller, which was helpful because I wanted that more family type of feel, mm-hmm. um, within my team. And so I think that was really important for me. Um, and it really worked to our benefit too, because when you have a good culture, you can achieve a lot more together. Um, so I think that, mm-hmm. that Wilson hit it on the head there wrap this episode up just sydney jesse do you all have anything else that you want to know before we finish honestly i want an opinion from everyone like what do you guys look for in like like what are you guys what do you guys look for in a college like what do you guys value in a college dr bird okay i'll start so i think it's um 
you're going to look for, you're going to start with a basic fact. Does the college have your major? If it does not, and you really feel like you want to major in that, then cross it off your list. Be strong, cross it off mm-hmm. and move on. But, but saying that, so, okay, yes, it has my major. Then I, I think you need to look at what Jesse was saying before. Can you see yourself there? Meaning, is it a large, small, whatever type of environment that you feel like you would be comfortable in? The dining hall, the dorms, like, is it a place where you feel like you could walk around and live there? Does it have activities that you think that you would need? And I mean, it could be some people really like the environment of the football games, lots of activities. Some people really like the environment of small classes, you know, little cafes where you can sit and chat, whatever it may be. Can you see yourself interacting in the ways that you would need and make sure it has your major? Hmm. Whitney? Yeah, I would say, you know, I echo both of those things. I would also say, don't just judge a college by what you know about it. Um, That was something that I think I did a lot of when I was searching for a college. I just based it off of either preconceived notions or things I thought I knew. Um, And, you know, I ended up at WVU and we had 30,000 undergraduate students, but my major was was journalism. Um, And it only had 15 to 20 students per class. And WVU wasn't a place I was looking initially because I just thought I would be a number because it's a large school. And so it wasn't until I started doing that research. So I would say, you know, I echo both of those things. Make sure it has your major fit is probably most important. But I would also, you know, do some research, make sure that, you know, you're not just kind of going off preconceived notions of a university or a college, really kind of dig into that. And I think there's value in digging into resources that the university has to offer, because you want to make sure that it has resources you need, right? So if you think maybe you'll need tutoring, or um, if you're an athlete, and you know that you're going to have specific needs, make sure that there are options there for you, um, that your kind of basic needs like that are being met as well. Hmm. I have nothing to add to what they've said. I agree with all of it, except for in this current situation that we have in the global pandemic, it actually gives a unique opportunity to look at one thing in particular, and that is pay attention to what colleges are doing to support their students in this time. Because I really think right now, more than ever, there's a chance to see, is this school the kind of place that cares about its students or where they're just a number, where they're just, uh, you know, a paycheck that they write off or a mm-hmm. check that they write. So I, I would, this is a great time for you, Sydney, I think. And, and just, you know, for any anybody who's listening to, to really talk to people who are at those schools, if you know them, um, or, or really research that kind of thing. But I have a fun question to end. I want to hear from everybody. I want to know the coolest college mascot that you've come across as you've gone through these searches, as you've looked around. What's the coolest talking head, as you, if you will? <laughs> I'll start because I think everyone is going to agree. Uh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> the University of Maryland Terrapin mm. is by far the best mascot. So what it has, it's, it's a beautiful animal. It's strong. It lives a long time. It's sturdy. 
but there's a fierceness to it that just puts you in awe. So I would like to say wow. that it's a turtle. Terrapin, <laughs> and just don't understand if you didn't go there. Just don't understand. You're correct. Who else? All right, I'll go next. It is May 1st, Decision Day, so I don't think there's anything else I can say other than a cavalier. Mm. Mm. Um, For me, I would say, well, when I was very first looking at schools aside from volleyball, my first dream school was Syracuse, Uh, and they have uh. the orange, and I was like, a fruit as a mascot? That's so cool. So, <laughs> the big orange. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I'm obviously going to have to go with the Mountaineer. I mean, right. you know, let's course. go Mountaineers. But I will make a, just kind of a side note here. As somebody who's worked in college athletics for eight years now, um, I've worked hundreds of games and seen a ton of mascots. And there's this really interesting mascot from St. Joseph's University. Um, it's actually a hawk. And so their university motto is the hawk will never die. And so it flaps its wings nonstop during games, even during <laughs> halftime. And it actually can't stop flapping its wings. So, oh. so yes. So sometimes it's just, you know, one wing that's going, but this poor mascot flaps its wings the entire time. And so I think that deserves a shout out because that's a lot of dedication. <laughs> I would like to submit my application to not be the hawk. Um, <laughs> The terrapin. I, the terrapin. I, I would love to be the terrapin. Nice, slow, and steady. Um, <laughs> nah, I, for me, I, I'll give my personal answer. Obviously, the Mountaineer has a special place in my heart. I love small school mascots, you know, where the production value maybe isn't quite there. The suit's not quite as, you know, my, my alma mater, West Virginia Wesleyan's old Bobcat suit. is It's not fancy, but it gets the job done. <laughs> Um, but two of the coolest, uh, TCU's Horn Frog is intense. Horn Frog is pretty good. <laughs> and Horn Frog, a Horn Frog, it's it's something to see. Oh and then, <laughs> and then Stanford, yeah, look it up for sure. Oh. And then Stanford used to have a tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Stanford Cardinal, but their mascot was a tree. Yeah. Um, I think they had to actually suspend the tree a couple times. It, it, it was it was strange, but it, it's 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 a thing. So, anyways, a big shout out two podcasts in a row to our guests Sydney Thaxton and Jesse Brown. We appreciate y'all joining us. Thank yeah. you for having me, Jesse. Best of luck to you next year as you go off to UVA. Sydney, best of luck to you as you go through this process. Oh, I have Dr. a Bur- question. Go ahead. When can I visit you guys at Colgan? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, you're warming our hearts. Dr. Bird, <laughs> when can she visit you at Colgan? What, 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 what's the word here? I might have to have you come to my house first. <laughs> that might be sooner. <laughs> so, send me an email, uh, Dr. Bird. I'll be there. I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, uh, Big thanks uh, to Dr. Bird. Um, I really, 
really hope we get a fall football season so that we can see the Maryland Terrapins struggle once more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> um, and, and, a, uh, and a big thanks to Whitney Godwin for joining us from WVU. Very helpful, wonderful insights. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Let's go Mountaineers. <laughs> Amen. All right. So, uh, we hope you'll join us next Monday uh, when we're back again. we got some exciting content coming. And again, if you're a student, if you want to join us, just give me a shout out on Twitter at WRH at Kogan or in an email at HarveyWR at PWCS.edu. Have a great day. Have a great weekend and go Sharks.